Adventure Pants is intended for a mature studio audience. Any views espoused in the following podcast are held solely by the speaker and are not intended to be anything more than a joke. After all, this is just for fun. Enjoy! Hello and welcome to this week's Adventure Pants, episode number two. The one and only podcast sprung forth from the crinkled gray matter that is Triplano's brain. With me this week is Mr. Tyler Euler. Hello. Hello, Tyler. And I believe you have a fun story to share with us, so let's hop right to it. I don't know if it's so much fun, uh, but I, you know, I haven't, I haven't done radio in a long time, and I was kind of, uh, I was a bit nervous that I was going to Ben Wyatt it. <laughs> you're just gonna be you're just an absolute yeah, mess. Completely, completely choke up here. Yeah. Um, well, it, to be fair, there are thousands of people around the world tuning in. So live right, right now I in mean, my, yeah, in the Green Street yeah. Podcast Studio, and all the uh, all the crazy uh, subscribers you have. Exactly. The madness. The dozens and dozens yeah. and dozens of them. You know, I, I guess the the story you know I'll share with uh, your small but growing audience. Yes, all three of them. Yeah. Uh, and I, I suppose I can talk about it now because maybe the statute of limitations is over. <laughs> uh, but I, I won't name the, the, the school, but, you know, all of our friends know it. All the people that are close to us know it. Yes. But for those out there in the listening audience, all one of you probably don't know it. Um, you know, we all of our friends, um, except Tripp because I didn't know him in college, uh, we attended a school uh, near D.C. Yes. And, uh, you know, during... I think it was 2005, uh, my roommates and I, uh, we decided to run a speakeasy bar out of our dorm room <laughs> to pay for, you know, numerous things, uh, you know, chief among it was maintaining a very well-stocked bar. Of course. Uh, you know, and we had just a really, you know, fun semester bringing a culture of drinking on, on campus. Now, you know, people will say that, you know, you associate parties and in, in college, there's a lot of binge drinking, and well, that that is the case. You know, I think we were trying to bring a reasonable amount of adult-oriented drinking. Trying to class the place up a bit, kind of, but it didn't always happen. Okay. Um, you know, but it, I I think there were people on campus that knew about this. Uh, we were breaking numerous state, local. Laws plus tax laws, yes. and things like this. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, and you know, I, I, it may not sound like a completely interesting story, but at the end of the day, I think, um, you know, we got a, away with a lot of stuff, and it's it's a really fun thing to to reflect on that. You sure, know, we ran a cash bar in our undergrad, <laughs> year and we're able to pay for things that you know a lot of undergrads can't. So, was this your senior year? Uh, junior, senior, junior, and senior. Yeah, okay. and, and the thing, the funny thing about it was, is that after we were done with this bar, it sort of passed hands throughout the town. The actual bar? Yeah, the actual okay. bar. So we would go to a party somewhere in town, and it would just show show up, and it, it was like. And I'm not a religious man, <laughs> uh, you know. I don't really believe in a higher authority, but after our time with that piece of furniture, it was like demonically possessed because it, only bad things happened to people. Okay. So it was like a monkey's paw. Yes. Like yes. you would get your three wishes of having awesome parties and people would love you, but only disaster and mayhem would follow afterwards. Okay. And what, what kind of terrible things happened? Well, I mean, 
one of the roommates took the bar afterwards and it just he had such horrible luck the next year <laughs> uh, like his parties always got busted okay um so much drama w- were associated with with those parties you know breakups fights just, okay just you know normal so college. just bad juju all yeah around. bad juju and eh, i don't know we we spent we saw it in a dumpster once and somehow <laughs> it ended up in a person's house and it just i i actually don't know what happened to it after that but uh, it was it was broken into pieces and buried in different states much like in conan yes <laughs> they had yes. to keep it far away from yeah, everything else if it ever reasserts itself the uh the cult leader will bring about it will be terrible yes yeah, yeah how the how so tell me tell me how the bar that you know what was this one of those like we should have a bar kind of ideas well we decided to throw a party but we didn't know what we wanted to do and then we we were just walking around big lots one day and we saw this bar and it was like 70 bucks and none of us wanted to pay for it so we we're like let's throw a party where people you know buy in like sure bucks all you can drink and we raised enough money to go the next day and buy it and put it together and we started having a speakeasy that's pretty spectacular and we had bouncers bouncers yeah and nothing, nothing, nothing nothing got out of hand um uh, so you know how many people were, so you, you have this in the room you got the booze going you got your bet your bartenders yeah. and your bouncers how uh how many people were you having into the room at this point 30 40 okay yeah in, mean, in the typical college dorm yeah, apartment size place I mean, maybe it was a little smaller than that but. okay yeah, it was you know class classing it up. Yeah, <laughs> not really. Formal wear, formal wear required. Some, some people wore formal. Wear. Okay, okay, uh, that's a good to know. It was kind of kind of douchey. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it is college. Yeah. I don't know, and it, it one of our roommates, I believe, got in trouble with with alcohol abuse and yes. had to take take a class. Oh, okay. Uh, but he overheard the student affairs office talking about a bar on campus. You you you'd reach that level of legend. I believe so. Yeah. Okay, but I don't know. I mean, they obviously never found us, and maybe they knew, maybe they didn't. I think our RA knew, but had a quiet disposition about it. So <laughs> turned a blind eye. Yeah, never asked for free drinks or anything like that. Yeah, but you know, I, the one thing that it did teach me, and I'm glad I didn't have to take classes for it or anything, was uh, business management. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, That's true. You yeah. did have you did have cash flow to manage and, and yeah. people to manage. And, uh, you know, actually how to make drinks. Oh, that's so, good. So I didn't have to take, like, any bartending classes. A skill that has served you well to yeah. this to this point I, in your I life, at least. I at least. So, yeah. So, so what, what brought about the end of it? Was it just the... You, you well, had... it was the end of semester. Okay. And, you know, lightning... Well, people say lightning can strike twice. Yeah. In in reality, with such amazing things, it, it doesn't always happen. Okay. And after that time, it was you know it was obviously time to retire such things. But you know you can only capture eternal glory. I I feel once. And, okay. And and good ideas once. Like, yeah. They can never repeat themselves. And I I find this I find myself trying to do this over and over again. You know, just when something really good happens through spontaneity. Sure. I try and repeat it. Yeah. You know. And uh, it never really happens. Okay. So. So what was the uh, the most ridiculous thing that ever happened with the bar? Is there is there a pinnacle event? Yeah. Or worst thing, I guess, would also be equally entertaining. Worst or I best. I mean, just hideous binge drinking <laughs> and drama and fights. <laughs> yes. And just, you know, people vomiting everywhere. <laughs> and, and, you know, you're just pretty much free-flowing liquor down people's throats. Yes. Uh, I have to imagine that your room was a mess constantly. It actually wasn't. Really? No, it wasn't. Um, granted, 
I was kind of a neat freak. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. I was, did you did you just have to mop constantly then? We had carpet. Oh, oh that's even we, better. No, when we moved out, it was disgusting because <laughs> all the furniture that had been in certain spots it was blue, and then the carpet was black. <laughs> the entire semester of liquor and dirt. It yes, is disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, 30, so, 30, 40 people in a college-sized dorm or apartment is a pretty, pretty yeah, tiny place. Was, and then you would lift the tape up and see perfectly preserved carpet. <laughs> it was gross. That's pretty. That's pretty spectacularly yeah. gross. Is there, a, is there a, a, is there a pinnacle achievement of the bar in the room? I mean, so I hear through the grapevine, people on the campus still talk about it. Really? And. Uh, you know, I never want to be one of those people that, you know, wears his college class ring and is like talking about the, the glory days. Yeah. yeah. Like he, he goes back to, to campus and wears his alma mater sweatshirt. Yeah. And they're like still talking about any blood. I, I mean, I think it's bizarre that I, that somebody, you know, people still talk about it. Yeah. That have no like no relation to, to that actual event. Right. I it makes me kind of uncomfortable, but do they know that like the people that associated with it? No, or is it the story it, of like these kids had a bar. Yeah, these kids had. A bar. Okay, okay. Yeah. But, um, well, that's that's a little less. Yeah. That's a little more comfortable. You're you're legend, but without a name, sort of. Well, clearly, your one listener will now know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you got to spread those legends far and wide. Right, well, the second thing we do is is the hypothetical question and answer round, which which mostly cold from the internet you may have seen or heard some of these before they're the same ones on every show so if you listen to this regularly you're going to hear the same people answer the same questions however the answers one would hope are all going is to be this different. like on inside the actor studio it is it is i have a cue card and i lost it and i have not yet made my replacement cue card so i'm going to be doing it off my phone which is way less exciting but the uh the first question you're in a key, locked in a cage fight to the death there's no way out except in a body bag or as the victor would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? One large horse-sized duck. Really? Why yeah. is that? Well, I feel that the, the horse-sized duck is going to be more vulnerable. Okay. You, you think you have a better chance of oh, that? Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, are we talking about like a Shetland pony duck? No. it's it's Like, it's a, a, it's like a, a Clydesdale? Yeah, it's a Clydesdale-sized <laughs> duck. Uh, you know, I mean... A little, there, and, and for the sake of argument, yes, there's there's no pacifism allowed. Like the, it's a fight to the death. You're, that, you're both fine. you're I both mean, ready to fight. I feel that ducks, on their own, aren't that aggressive. Okay, and you know, he may just want to be. I mean, obviously, it's a fight to the death. Yes, and yes. if I provoke it, it's probably yeah, going it's, to it's attack gonna me. come back at you. Yes, but it doesn't have like hooves or anything. That's, so, that's so true. Its webbed feet aren't going to damage me that that's much. True. The only thing get you with the beak. Right. That's the only thing I would have to worry about. Okay. I mean, if I if I punch it in the in the gut, maybe that would help. Okay. Or, or start pulling its feathers. Okay. All right. That's I think a hundred a hundred duck sized horses would be overwhelming. <laughs> it is a lot to deal with. Yeah. It is a lot to deal with, and a lot of animal murdering as well. Yeah. Less blood. Yes, for sure. Uh, you have unlimited use of a chef, chauffeur, or masseuse for one year. I don't like massages. Okay. And I I like food too much. Yeah. So yeah, it would be a chef. I mean, massages hurt. Yeah. And they get kind of old. Yeah. Like, you could injure yourself. No, no, no. You're getting it for a year. Right. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, you could still, like, be injured okay. through a massage. Too, too much, too much yeah. muscle rubbing. Okay. Yeah, and I would never use that. Okay. And driving around, like, I enjoy driving. Okay. So you'd have someone come in and cook for you? Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I like food. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. like to cook. That's why yeah. I, was, I was curious. Okay. Um, what do you feel is the greatest fictional vehicle? Not, not limited to any type of transport. Any vehicle in any... Fiction so, realm. So, so vast. I know it's a big. It's a big list. Uh, I mean, the the child in me would want to say, you know, the DeLorean from Back to the Future. Okay. I mean, okay. But 
that's a popular that's a popular, it's popular answer. but at the end of the day it's not that cool okay uh, I, you know i would i would probably say either the enterprise or okay. the millennium falcon okay i yeah. thought i thought was I had a feeling you'd go millennium falcon i mean I, 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 history would probably say batmobile yeah it's the coolest car yes but you got to think bigger yeah you yeah, do I and mean, the enterprise is pretty awesome uh, all versions interstellar travel yeah but uh, i'm going to go with probably the millennium falcon okay all right. It, it's gotten it's gotten the rebels out of many a jam. That's true. That's true. And you can smuggle things with it. So really, yeah. a business opportunity and and, and space war. And, it, and it, it's it could probably take the Enterprise in a fight because it's it seems to be way more maneuverable. Yes, and and pretty much impervious to damage. Yes. Okay. Um, if you founded a country, what would the national anthem of it be? An, an existing song, not not a song that you write. <laughs> Yes, and so so they, we come out. Matt Lauer's there talking about it, like, and here comes Tyler Topia, <laughs> and you had to mention Matt Lauer. <laughs> I did, and Ann Curry's there with him. She got fired. I know. Well, Ann Curry's replacement is there, and then, here comes Tyler Euler representing Tyler Topia, carrying the majestic flag. And what song is playing as you run through Olympic Stadium? Or walk, as it were. I guess they walk in that in that opening ceremony bit. I don't want to do like a pop rock song because that's. <laughs> kind of douchey and doesn't you know have the gravitas of a, of a national country i guess uh, but there's also the, the the humor in listening to you know whatever your song is as everyone else wants to hear these dirges and whatnot yeah but i feel that if you founded a country it should represent the ideals and aspirations of the people well it's just you well, that's, I mean, then that's the poorest, like, that, that's going to be the worst economy ever. Like, I produce nothing. Well, it's you, a bullshit. It's essentially you have an island nation of your own. Great, so I have no natural resources <laughs> to call upon. Yes, but it's essentially, like, you just live there. You can you can have the stuff shipped into you, I guess. Yeah, but I have new currency. <laughs> you, you I'm have, overthinking you, you, are, you came in with some currency. You came into some money and you bought an island. And then you decided to found it as a sovereign nation. Probably a melodic uh, tune from Gilbert and Sullivan. Okay. <laughs> what, anyone in particular? Uh, I'm the very model of a modern major general. Okay. Without the lyrics. Though. Okay, just just the, yeah. just the tune. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like that. That could be uh, fun for for Matt Lauer and and Fake Ann Curry to pick apart. Um, if you throw away all the cool superpowers like flight, invisibility, uh, shape shifting, those kind of things, mm-hmm. and you could have a regular everyday superpower, the kind of thing that would make your life somewhat measurably better. But not something so you could like quit your job and use it full time. Sure. So slightly increase the value of your life, but not really affect you in any great grand way. What would your what would your normal everyday average superpower be? So does that include like enhanced uh, weapons or anything like that? Uh, like or enhanced personal weapons? Like you you're like you're a great jujitsu artist or something? No, but like you get you you know you get a Green Lantern ring. Okay. Uh, I guess you could have the Green Lantern ring, but you could only do very mundane things with it. Like create a broom yeah yeah you could like you could like the broom will sweep for you 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 couldn't create like the world's ultimate weapon no no you could you could get the you could conjure the broom and have it sweep for you like in uh uh, santasia Santasia, thank you uh but you couldn't you couldn't like conjure a thousand brooms that you could sell that would sweep for others well the the constructs wouldn't last that long to sell anyway (laughs) that's true that's true with the power ring it would not be so what powers can't I have? You can every anything that is like oh that would make your life um incredible oh. like a huge make a huge difference in your life you'd quit your job and you just do that full time like if you could fly you would just be like a sidetrack like here's the man that can fly and they'd be like you want to see him fly it costs a hundred dollars and you fly around the circus tent or whatever it is I mean I would probably say then invulnerability okay even even marginal like Mar- so like you just don't get sick 
or you know, given that the the climate we live in nowadays, <laughs> like you could just be going to the bathroom and a bomb goes off. <laughs> I would like not to have shrapnel poop in me. <laughs> okay, but you know, you never know. You know, I could be on the, the fucking metro. And God knows what happens now. I guess I guess that's true. I guess that's true. Um, if you were to take that superpower and then decide to go fight crime, what fictional sidekick would you take with you? Already existing, so Robin or, or right. whomever. I mean, probably Robin. Yeah. And he's there's like been four or five Robins. That's but, true. But you know. Well, you can go specific. You can yeah, be like, I, mean, I want probably, Dick Grayson probably, or I want Tim Drake. Okay. Happened to stay alive. And, yeah. And not been killed by the Joker. So yeah. He he seems to be a good guy. Which is a rare quality in a Robin. Yeah. Uh, if you could stop one invention from ever being made, <laughs> what would that invention be? I don't know, like the printing press. You want the no, no. word out of existence? Uh, pasteurization. <laughs> no good milk for anybody. <laughs> we want rampant milkborne diseases. Penicillin. <laughs> <You're> just, <laughs> oh, no, no modern medicine. Um, I don't know. You know that that's all inventions that have come out that have produced, you know, some sort of goodness. Yes, have always had a negative impact as well. Like yeah, the, people have found a way to. You know, if I say, well you know, certain types of weapons, well, you know, initially they were probably created to, to help. Sure. Or, I mean, may, maybe the atomic bomb. Okay, okay. That's, that's become then, a popular know, one. But then, you know, I say that, and then an asteroid comes, and what do we do? Yeah. <laughs> I guess not. You can't send Bruce Willis yeah. up there with nothing. No. He's not going up there with a musket. I don't know. It doesn't I have mean, to be big picture. It could be something yeah. that personally just bothers you. I, you know, I, I would say maybe the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> It created the Senate. Okay, and that's, and, that's and it. It's the worst invention in, in, <laughs> in the history of mankind. Okay, well, I hope the FBI doesn't isn't one of our six listeners. Cause well, no, I mean, I don't wish harm on these people. <laughs> I'm just saying that the founders in their infinite wisdom did not create a... a there, there's just idiots that are can't do it. Well, anything. it was 300 years ago. Yeah. If if you were to be limited to listening to music to only bands that started with a certain letter, so for the sake of discussion, uh, uh, we're going first. We're iTunes style, so first name is the first letter. So Bruce Springsteen's under B. A one name person like Madonna would be under M, and the doesn't count. So sure. you're going right to you know whatever the first letter after the is. What's uh, what's the one letter you're sticking with? Well, I, you know, I would say B. Okay. I would say B because okay. Bowie. Yeah. And that. Opens the door for Buffett. Yeah, and I I don't want no to no get no first names. Oh, oh. so David W D for David and oh, J for Jimmy. God. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> okay. uh, no, I would stick with S. S. Okay, the Smiths. Okay, the Smiths. Yeah, because I'm going to be sad my entire life. <laughs> you just need to have that on loop. Yeah. Is there any other S band you're clinging to desperately? You know, I, I like the sounds. Okay. And, and a lot of people don't like them, but I, uh, you know, I can. They're they're fun to to dance to, work out to, run to. Okay. Um. The Smiths are usually just my go-to music, so okay. I can listen to them anytime. Okay. While we're on the music discussion, and back to the DeLorean that you mentioned earlier, you're walking down the street, screeches up next to you, Doc Brown throws open the side door, and he says, Tyler, I've got this magic ticket. I can take you to any concert, any when, any time, any place. Who do you want to go see? Past, future, present, what concert are you going to? That's... I, I know it's a hypothetical... Come on, why would Doc Brown do that? <laughs> it's 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 my favorite hypothetical question. Uh, I believe I made it up. I don't know if I actually made it up, yeah. but I'm pretty certain that I made it up. Jeez. There's been so much, you know, just good music mm-hmm. over the 
over the course of the 20th yeah. and now 21st century. Yeah. I mean, not to mention what's happened in the past, you know, even You can roll all the way back yeah. to Beethoven if you want, sure. Uh, that would be dreadful. <laughs> Everybody smells. Yes. <laughs> there's, no. there's no indoor air conditioning. Uh, this, this is not a time for men like you and I. I don't know. I mean, you know, uh, you know, I would love to say, like, one of Bowie's Ziggy Stardust co- okay. concerts or something, yeah. or the last live performance of the Smiths, okay. or Joy Division mm-hmm. or something like that. But I, th- I, I don't know. I think no, I, I don't. I don't think that. I mean, I, I would, I would argue any any nightclub in the 1920s during okay. Prohibition and during the jazz era, okay. I think would be really awesome. Okay, I know that may sound like really snotty and no, no, and, I don't but, think it's but, snotty. But you know, to be a part of that sort of development of where a lot of musicians get their inspiration from and sort of where you know you you know you had the harlem renaissance going on and all this stuff so i just think that would be a really good period to see all this amazing music coming about that influenced so many bands in the 40s 50s and 60s so would you rather see sort of some some unknowns or where was there yeah okay i would just just really anything in that era okay um and hang out at a speakeasy or or cool i mean nothing nothing overly specific yeah you know i'm really excited about the the new great gatsby movie Mm -hmm. coming out and sort of the obviously the music in there is not historically accurate right boz lowerman film but you know just that whole mindset that era of throwing things caution to the wind and and it, it appeals to me and i think it would be a lot of fun okay The second half of this, we are going to be celebrating the 70th birthday. 75th. 75th. Yeah. Okay. 70? I think it's 75. Okay. Yeah. 70 or 75th. It which, is 75. Okay. 75th birthday of Mr. Clark Kent. Tyler is a huge fan of And I of think Superman. Lois Lane, too. Yeah? yeah. Uh, okay. And I guess, well, his parents would be a little bit older. But the... Uh, <laughs> we uh, well, they technically were all in that issue, so today that would all be their birthday. But the uh, Superman uh, recently had his his big birthday, and the movie coming out this year. Tyler is one of the biggest Superman fans I know, and as someone myself who's not ever been a huge Superman fan, I thought it'd be fun to talk about Supes in uh, in all of his glory. How long have you been a Superman fan? I mean, I think I've been a Superman fan even long even before I knew who Superman was. Okay, I think kids tend to gravitate towards the idea of putting on a cape yeah and they do for sure i mean did you do that as a kid oh yeah absolutely and you i'm sure everyone pretended to be superman or something like that like even before i picked up a comic book yeah you kind of knew sure yeah he kind of he's kind of invaded cultural lexicon beyond beyond just the comics and the movies and and the video games so i I would i would say it, it i always loved the character okay um now the discussion we've had in bits and bats before is is my feeling with superman which to be fair as i think about it now my my issue with superman might have started with uh the release of Superman 64, which really is not a good introduction. Oh, to God. <laughs> yeah, I think, that's a terrible video I game. I think that might be the worst video game ever created. It, well, uh, yeah. It, in the modern era, for sure. But uh, it was just atrocious. But I, I've i always gravitated toward the, the Marvel people who have... Because you like, you like dark, tortured <laughs> characters. It's, it's not even dark, uh, tortured, because I was you like... You people with eight. lots of pockets and guns and claws. <laughs> 
I think I was like eight, so I was collecting the X Men cards. Oh yeah, uh, I, I did that too, and I yeah. still like Superman. Yeah, I think <laughs> it would have been it would have been the uh, the X Men TV show era, so like ninety three ish. Yeah, Cyclops had all the pouches. Yes, he had so, so many he pouches, yes. and the Wolverine had the uh, the, the skin tight thing going on. The and, yellow costume, and everybody just had pouches. You're right, yeah. everyone did have pouches on pouches. Jean Grey had that, or not Jean Grey, Jubilee had that huge jacket that just had yeah, six thousand yeah. pockets. But uh, I always gravitated towards them for whatever reason as as a kid it was probably because that was the first and I, and I, get I that. And a lot of people i talked to think that and the, and this really started i would say with comics in the in the six in the 60s yeah. with you know stanley and jack kirby really taking the marvel characters and create and creating new adult oriented yeah. things you know like superman was very wholesome mm-hmm. at that era at that yeah, time absolutely. superboy was the obedient son of pawn ma kent yes and here we have Spider-Man, who's a teenager, dealing with heavy, heavy issues of depression, of his girlfriend getting killed by the Green Goblin, yeah. and he has to weigh a ton of responsibility. Um, you know, And even on the smaller issues, he's a high school kid, yeah, so kids yeah. are picking and, on him, he's got teachers, and, he's got homework, right. he's got all these things. And the, the X-Men, obviously, with issues of discrimination. Sure. Uh, go, you know, and, and a lot of people use that as an analogy for you know the race relations going on in the 60s. So mm-hmm. you had some heavy, heavy topics coming out of that era that that continued onward and created a brand new you know that allowed people to gravitate away from dc comics yeah. and onto marvel because here you had like 12 13 14 year olds that grew up with superman and, and batman and and these characters that were seen at the time deemed way more wholesome yeah and didn't really continue with this adult teenage theme going forward sure and and uh, so I get where you're coming from, yeah. but I but I would also counter to people like you or yes. people that. Well, say- I think the other thing before I, I don't want to but the don't want to interrupt. But the other thing is I, I liked the idea of that. Um, you know, there was they could lose sort of right, which which was Superman. Sure. Superman, you know, he has he has kryptonite. He does have a weakness, yeah. but he essentially is invulnerable. Bullets bounce off him. He can. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I I would counter it to people that have this sort of cynical yeah. behavior that you know I. I doubt many adults who feel this way about Superman have never read a Superman comic in their adult life. Okay. And yeah. would you... Uh, I have read uh, a couple that you recommended, uh, and not a ton, and yeah. uh, certainly limited exposure. To, to, to most comics yeah, in their original sure. form, period, I, I limited exposure. I mean, if you go back and read the 50s and 60s era of Superman, sure. it, I mean, it's it's comical, it's, it's bizarre by all stretches, but it, it's not anything that is... F- I, I don't even find it that fun. It's, yeah. I mean, I I have a lot of the collected editions of those issues, and it's, I mean, Marvel was knocking them out of the park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, yeah. That, at that time, and but you know, at the end of the day, when regardless of the iterations of Superman, right? You know, here you got here you have you know a hero that is completely morally infallible, mm-hmm. and I you know especially in these cynical times, if you're looking for a fictional character that can really truly embody what the American you know ideal is, mm-hmm. I think it's him. Okay, and I don't think that makes people who like Superman lame. No, like, uh, no, no, and I know you're not coming. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think that makes Superman as a character lame either because he's this morally incorruptible person and. While it's okay to to look at Batman and realize he's the sad, tortured soul that, right. that is, you know, borders moral ambiguity and, sure. and will, you know, do things that may not seem correct, but yeah. he gets results. Yeah, you know, uh, and I love Batman. I mean, he's Batman. He's the coolest superhero ever. But Superman, as a just as himself, you know, he's completely incorruptible. Yeah, 
you know where he stands as a character at all times. Mm-hmm. And I find that comforting in a lot of ways. People will find that maybe boring because there's nothing to really challenge that. But that's not true. I mean, he's constantly being challenged. He's constantly having to stand up for the little guy and in in his stories and things like that. Yeah. What, what could be better than knowing that somebody will never change? You know, and and growing up as a kid, reading those older comics that were considered kind of lame, yeah, and and things like that. But he, you know, even when he was in the the Justice League, you know, here you have a group of heroes that no matter what happens, they're going to be on your side. Sure, and I think that's comforting to a little kid. And and as we move into adulthood, and we you know try to justify our love of these characters, you yeah, know, uh, you know, we look for symbols and idealism, and you know, we try to to justify that. Yeah. And I, and I think with Superman, you know, he's the perfect character to embody the American dream. You know, we have an immigrant coming. Right. Who, but true, a true illegal alien. Yeah. But he, <laughs> he, he comes to the United States. He's raised and in, embodies in, in the, the same virtues of what we consider the, the great aspects of this country. Yeah. And he selflessly gives back, asks nothing in return. I think that's a great idea, ideal to strive for. Yeah the the latest trailer for the man of steel coming yeah. up and we we talk about uh, and all-star superman by grant morrison which you should read okay uh talks about this of how you know superman will be an inspiration for the people they'll they'll falter they'll fall but in, in time they'll join him in the sun yeah and the idea is that superman is not there to completely protect them and he's not there to completely change their system of government or anything but he's there to just be an inspiration to people and show them that you needn't be afraid you can stand up to bullies you can do this this and this so he's sort of the 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 virtuous guy that that, that you're supposed to strive to be and and frankly you know if you go back to superman's early roots in the depression era he was a really awesome character he was an agent of change yeah you know you you look at superman now and he's more reactionary to to outside forces but here you had a guy who would stop wife beaters he would just he would break it he would bust through a wall and and beat up a wife beater okay Uh, he would take on racketeering and corruption just just very uh sort of not 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 in a negative way but sort of mundane uh, crime really compared to the compared to the superhero stories we have now interstellar conquest yeah like that but he on the on the granular granular level he would be you know taking on these depression era issues that were really affecting uh people at the time sure and then his alter ego you know who did you have but clark kent who was a crusading journalist and yeah. I, why don't you like him <laughs> i mean he he would i think know, i think it really truly to, to answer that while you ask i think it really truly comes down to like he can't really lose and but, that that but, that's what that's, that's what, okay. That, but yeah, I, I guess that's what's but, always I mean, bothered if you, me if about you re- it. If you read some of the the later stories, I, I think one of the best things that happened to the Superman mythology was in the I think it was in the seventies when Jack Kirby came back to DC uh-huh. and he developed the the new god new gods. Uh, this was sort of his opus, yeah, and his swan song. I feel. I mean, he, Jack Kirby's the guy that gave us Fantastic Four, X Men, along with a Stanley. million things. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. He did, he, uh, I, I want to say maybe even the Incredible Hulk. Pretty much every, yeah, pretty much the, every worthwhile, every Marvel character Thor, that's being used right now yeah. is is Kirby and Lee. Yeah. So he gave us, he gave new DC the New Gods, which you know really are an incredible mythology of fun characters that gravitated towards superman and gave him a really rich uh interstellar mythology that he could you know leave earth and really interact with these characters and you know i'm sure you've heard of dark side yep 
this is a character that really can challenge Superman, and Superman has lost on occasion. I mean, he. I mean, if you've ever, have you ever? Well, he did get beat up by Muhammad Ali. Yeah, so he, yeah. He's, that's he. He's not completely enrolled, but Ali was the greatest. I've never read that. Comic. Have you? I mean, <laughs> I've seen. I've read. Uh, did he actually from, lose to Muhammad Ali? Yeah, they fought on a. They fought under a sun that took away Superman's power. A red sun. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it was. Has that been Batman? No. No. He was he was not going down to Muhammad Ali, but you know, he was the greatest. Yeah, but I think that's what it's been for me. Like, and I just read a bunch of the the comics uh, that you let me borrow. I don't. You know, what did What did you read? Cap is oh, yeah, is yeah. a very yeah. virtuous person. I mean, he's this like wholesome oh, milk yeah. drinking guy. But I think what I like about him is the idea of like someone has to do this, so it might as well be me. And he's just as capable of dying as as you as you or I would be. Well, and he I think does have somewhat. He's certainly a superhuman, yeah. yes, and he certainly is 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 less likely to yeah. die than you or I. Yeah. But I, he, you know, if someone shoots him in the head, he does he does die. Not in comics; you can't kill anybody in comics. But but he did die. He did. Yeah, I read it. <laughs> he did die for a while. Yeah. And then he came back. But but with Superman, you know, bullets so bounce off. It is really dumb. But you know, bullets bounce off him. You know, he can fall out of a building. He can get run over by a truck. You know, all of these well, things. Well, you know, sometimes if you take, you know put him under a red sun that's true if we get him to a completely different solar system yeah okay he could he could lose that's true but i think that's what it was for me what it is for me as as someone who didn't have a ton of exposure to comics when i was a kid and you know some level of did you ever watch the animated series superman a little bit of it yeah yeah. that 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 was pretty pretty good stuff i mean there was some heady topics that that uh, dealt with like death and Sure. And Superman, I mean, he was not this... Okay, Superman in the Silver Age was really lame because he could essentially juggle the Earth. Okay? Right. That, that's pretty stupid. Yes. Okay? Or he could crack the Earth in two by just looking at it. Yeah. You know, that... Okay. You're right. That's pretty lame. But, like... Or spin time backwards oh, if you go to the movies. Yeah. That, <laughs> or throw his S into a weird configuration. It's pretty stupid. Yes. I'm not going to deny that, but... You know, the Superman of the animated series in the modern era is much more tempered, you know, in the sense of his strength and his abilities. Like, of course, he's still very powerful and things like that. But if he gets shot with a laser beam, he's not just, you know, he falls. Uh, Yeah. And not just running into it as bullets bounce off and ricochet off his chest. Although I guess it is not exactly fair to make... uh judgments although i guess cap probably came from a similar a similar time frame as a, as a creation as a superman but uh to some of these heroes where they're, they're invulnerable is, is sort of i guess a construct of the time well and I, and, I, and I think if i understand this correctly and if people are listening you know feel free to correct me but i think um and i forget which one but siegel and schuster when they created superman i think it was siegel's father yeah was killed in a or sh- he was shot in a bank hold up or some some is like his uh, business was robbed mm-hmm. and he was shot and I think it I believe it killed him and I mean in your you know you and your best friend are creating as teenagers who will be the most powerful superhero ever right like, what do you want to embody that I mean your dad has been murdered or injured by gun violence yeah you know you want your Hero to be invulnerable sure. and bulletproof. Yeah. yeah, that certainly makes sense. So. As I could absolutely see something. And honestly, that. you know, when Superman was created, he didn't have all these powers. He could only leap tall buildings. Yeah, and, and it was the radio show that gave us Kryptonite Gate and all these, all these other superpowers. Right. And, absolutely. And it just kind of developed further. After sure. That. I mean, everybody takes a stab at writing it, makes a little tweak yeah. here and there, and does various different things. Uh, do you think the movie is going to be as dark as this trailer appears to be? <laughs> I don't know if it's so much dark. Uh, you know, I think it is trying to present what appears to be the most powerful superhero 
you know, in pop culture mm-hmm. in a more reasoned, level-headed tone. Because it's a great trailer. It, the newest one? Yes. Well, I think the music in both the second and third one is fantastic. Yeah, me too. Um, you know, and, But as someone who's never been interested in Superman, yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've obviously sure. been exposed to it some level, but I've never been a Superman fan. That all of these trailers are like, wow! I want to go see the Superman movie. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, and I've gone on to like angry, angry rants about how <laughs> the last Superman movie, Superman Returns. Yeah, like you know, I kind of like it, the wink and the nod to the Donner films, but really, those films don't hold up very well. Right? They they don't. No, they they are at times downright abysmal. I frankly. mean, Christopher Reeve is a great Superman for the time and everything, and you know, he's he's wonderful, but the stories are really effing terrible yeah fucking go back (laughs) yeah he's Uh, spinning around the earth yeah i mean terrence stamp is a great zod and things like that yeah uh and then watching essentially what was a direct sequel to the richard donner films of superman he's so creepy yeah you know he knocks lois up leaves for five years and is sad when she's moved on and and birthed his child and he just stares at her from afar and spies on her that that's not superman that's creepy is creepy stalker yes creepy stalker yes. with superpowers and i like brandon ruth but yeah creepy but the new trailer uh, i think looks really incredible um you know i i hope I, I see what warner brothers is hoping to do they're trying to capture the marvel magic yeah and maybe create a larger dc cinematic universe sure and when you have a literally billion dollar franchise yeah. on the across the way you got to do something i have to back. say though I, I i really like the scaled down color palette too for this movie it, it is very limited it 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 really it when you look at superman's costume especially that bright blue and in, yeah. in the original movies the donner films it really does not hold up well no it I, looks absurd yeah and i think the the scaled down color palette across the board like even the muted browns and and greens and things like that is is going to be a really good thing and you know i think it fits fits well into the the realistic portrayal that since nolan is producing it that he's tried to bring to batman Mm -hmm. um obviously you have to have a degree of levity with superman of course but i think uh, it it fits that narrative that nolan strives for in a lot of his movies yeah you know some sort of direct realism can can this actually happen you know what happens if we have the most superpowered being on our planet right thing and how do how do we interact with that yeah and he brings darkness into things all yeah, over the place so but it's, at the same it time, has to come to, right. to anything he produces but at the same time when i look at a superman film i'm not looking for darkness no you know i'm not i'm not looking for a tortured soul like you know it doesn't even really fit to be honest no and i mean obviously this is a new origin, you know, another movie that retells the origin of Superman. And there's going to be probably 30, 40 minutes dedicated to him finding his place. You know, he, he's obviously going to be, he's got quite, that big scraggly lost yeah, beard going and he's on. going to be questioning his place in this planet. Why was he sent here? Yeah. And at, at the, at the heart of it, I don't think that makes him dark. I don't think that'll make the movie dark. I think that'll just make or or show Superman is just an incredibly lonely person more so than say Batman. Yeah. Uh, you know, Batman, while he lost his parents and while that's terrible, he's not that lonely. Yeah. And he's still a human being who could yeah. relate to other human beings where Superman is always going to have that level. of. And he's I'm trying to emulate here. human beings. I mean, you take the most powerful character in the world. What, what does he do? He, in his day job, he's, 
changes into a meek human yeah. to try and emulate them. Yeah. I mean, that's... He's a newspaper writer, yeah. for crying out loud. Why don't you like him? <laughs> I should, I guess. I should. But, uh, excellent. Well, Tyler, thanks for coming on. This was a lot of fun. Sure. Check us out on iTunes, where you can officially subscribe to Adventure Pants now. And remember, folks, wherever you go, whatever you do, don't forget those Adventure Pants.